super weird because um my one of my favorite people in the entire world is here and this has been uh like the first episode i've done in a long time where like i'm close to someone so i just want to laugh i can't help it <laughs> but this is episode 11 of the Layla podcast and i have victoria big thank you thank you for agreeing to do this of course. how do you feel having- I'm excited. You're excited? I love this journey for you. Oh, like, I'm so happy you. that you did it. Oh, I, I just see you look so happy doing it. Oh, so. I appreciate I it. Makes me happy. But I'm just glad that I could come home and have you on here. I was determined to make sure you were on here because, yeah, you're like one of my favorite people. And so this episode is titled Midnight Madness, kind of like March Madness, but like the future song. But um, I wanted to talk to you because you work in nightlife, you're a manager, and you've been doing it for a long time. And in episode nine with my friend Obi, we were talking about how like people that like go out a lot, like you can't make a lot of friends, but there are some unicorns and you are that unicorn for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like, when do we meet? I was thinking about this, yeah, before this started, and I was like, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't like. I don't remember the first time. I, I remember you were like a plus one. Yeah, like somebody brought you to something that we did together as a collective with a bunch of friends. Yeah, but I can't remember what it was. You know what? I remember when I met you. I was with Lex. It was around this time we were making vision boards, and oh, you came yeah. home, and I was you like, <laughs> and you were like. This girl is mean. <laughs> Victoria walked in. She was like, hey. I was like, hey, girl. I think I had just got off work. Yeah, you had just got off. No, I'm getting You had got off, and then you worked for a job. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to work. And I didn't know you were there. Okay. So I was like, I walk in. I'm crabby from work. And I was just like, who is this girl on my couch? <laughs> like, <laughs> And then you went... In your room, got dressed, left, and then went right back to work, which I was like, damn, yeah, like, that is insane. Yeah. So I want to know, how did, okay, when did you start working in nightlife as a bottle girl, and how did you balance that with working a corporate job? Um, I started working as a bottle girl in 2016, a year after I moved here. So I was only 19. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that at the time, it was. Okay. Now, you can't work in a bar or in a strip club or anything until you're 21. You okay. I, I think you can't, like, work around alcohol. Makes sense. So, I was 19, and I was just, like, excited. Like, oh, my God, yes. So, like, I was so, like, driven. I wasn't worried about balancing both jobs. I was just like, I'm about to get to this money. Like, I'm about to wear these cute little outfits. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. I'm, I'm stepping into a new, like, season. So, it wasn't hard at first for me to balance both because it was just so fun Mm. and at the time that job my second job the bottle girl job wasn't very demanding okay so I was only working like Friday and Saturday I don't even think that the place I started at was open on Sundays where did you start um it was at the time it was called Villa all the way in Addison I heard about Villa yeah yeah I heard it's like lit changed names like two three times yeah so now when i tell people that people are like what is this villa yeah yeah i tell them like the newest name and they're like oh yeah and i'm like no i'm talking about villa <laughs> villa, villa. <laughs> very different yeah yeah but, um it yeah it, it wasn't hard then to balance it until i started like progressing mm. 
on that side of things and like moving up to more demanding establishments, Mm -hmm. then it became like, okay, how am I going to balance these? Because I still had to work my nine to five Monday through Friday. And then the other jobs were like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then some days we were open on Wednesdays. And so I literally would come home at 7 p.m. and have to be at the next job by 9 p.m. So that's, I'd say like maybe a year or two in is when it started to get really demanding. And I was like, uh, like what, what am I doing? Yeah. This is a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. I just remember that day seeing you like come in. I think you had just got a tattoo as well. So like you left work, went to get a tattoo, came home, changed, left, and then you worked until two, three o'clock in the morning, woke up the next day, go back to your, I was like, this girl, she is about her money. Cause (laughs) I was like, that's crazy. I was really, but I was so young in that season where I was just money motivated. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stack it up. Like I didn't care about sleep. Mm -hmm. I just was worried about getting to the money. We're going to, I'm going to touch back on that in a little bit. Um, I'm curious, like, so getting into becoming a bottle girl, Mm -hmm. like what is, what would you say are the requirements? What's expected of someone who wants to become one? Because I think, can I give you a little bit more background? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that there's like this like idea that bottle girls are, it doesn't take a lot to be one, right. but it, I, it takes a lot of work. Absolutely. Like, it takes on your mental, it takes on your physical health, like mm-hmm. it's demanding. So if someone wants to go audition to be a bottle girl, what can they expect to have to do? Um, you have to be able, you have to have good time management. Okay. You have to be able to multitask. You have to be able, like you have to be a, a people person. Mm-hmm. You can't have some whack attitude all the time because a main part of your job is servicing customers. Mm. So if you're not good with customers, then it's not the job for you. If you if you've like worked in retail and you hate customers, then you're going to hate being a bottle girl. People just think being a bottle girl is so different because you just get to wear these cute outfits and drink liquor. And it's like, no, Mm. that's that's what you see on the Internet. But like that's one percent of what happens. So. There's just so much more to it. You really, you have to be on time and everything. You have to be organized. You have to be able to handle stressful situations. Some days, depending on where you work, it may be slow and you'll have one table. And some days it may be sold out and you have to be able to manage four or five tables. That's four or five different groups, different personalities, different tables you have to manage, different orders. You have to remember what they asked you for before moving on to the next table. you have to be a team player. That's a huge thing. And a lot of people think I'm a team player, but when you get in there, you're not. You don't want to help the next person. Mm. You don't want to help their tables. You don't want to help them clean at the end of the night. You're just worried about you and going home. And a lot of things like that kind of weed out who can handle it and who can't. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of times people, especially people who don't have experience, they'll go into it and they don't last like more than a week. I was going to ask you that because... You like in my experience, because I was just the going out friend. I'd be like, "Who got the section?" I'll <laughs> right. be right there. But it would be like a a cycle of different girls coming in. And one thing you said was being a, a team player. I can't imagine working with another group of women like that. We'll get into that as well. But <laughs> yeah, like, what makes? Why do you feel like you've lasted this long and have stepped into a manager position as opposed to somebody who? Is it like some people just do it because it looks good or the money's fast or like, is there people, are there people who really have a passion for this industry? I think there are. I think some people are just people, people, Mm -hmm. 
And I, I do think I'm one of them. I'll, although all the time I say I hate humans. <laughs> That's why I look at you like, what? <laughs> when it comes to work. Yeah. Like, when it comes to work, I'm dedicated to people. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that I'm good at. Whereas as a bottle girl, a lot of people are not that dedicated to it. You know, they're just there for the money. Like yeah. you said, the fast money. They're there to meet people. They're there looking for opportunities. Um, and there's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You have so much like clientele coming in and out of the club every single weekend. You meet new people every weekend. It is a good platform if you're looking for like opportunity and like networking and stuff like that. But, um, everybody's not in it to move up. Everybody doesn't want to be a manager. And at first I wasn't in it. i never thought about moving up to be a general manager. That was never even in my thought process. I'm just like, this is fun. You know, I, I did it because I was genuinely good at it. I had built a huge clientele and, that kind of motivated me more like, okay, people want to come here because I work here and that makes you feel good. Like that, that shows me that I'm really good at my job and I know that you're going to have a good time if you come to where I'm working. So that kind of motivates you too. Um, but as time went on and I started getting older, that's when you realize like, okay, like I can't do this forever. So I just had to make a decision. Like either I want to work harder and wait for an opportunity to move up or I'm going to stop this in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So that's that's another thing that I think a lot of people kind of either underestimate or think about is like how can you have a sustainable career in nightlife because for some people it's like oh once you start getting older like why are you still going out like what is that about and I don't really think that's I don't see it as an issue if you're taking care of yourself like it's a way to make money it's a way to live your life if you're not you know blacking out every night right like having a good time (laughs) but I think there's either okay so a doing it too long it kind of people have a bad bad stigma about it but also people think that it's just oh I get to party every night and I get to like hang out and have a good time but it's really not like that it's not yeah I mean for some people it can be Mm -hmm. where they're getting drunk every shift and going out afterwards going to after hours going out with people that they met during Mm -hmm. their shift but for a lot of people, it's not like that. Mm. Um, like, it's really just I'm coming to work to work and make sure everybody's taken care of. And then after that, I'm going home. Mm. So there's been a lot of shifts where I don't go. I don't really like after hours. Yeah. So it was very rare that even I would go out with my tables afterwards. It would be like, I'm going to make sure you're taken care of for this four hours. Mm. But after that, I'm going home and I'm going to bed. Mm. Like it was I, I knew how to separate the two. Yeah. But a lot of people like that that fast lifestyle so they're like what are we doing after this you know like they want to keep going it just depends on the person Mm. it's really different there's like two different sides to it yeah I I found it like when I was going out a lot I would love like this was like 20 2016 was a great year Mm -hmm. by the way so (laughs) I I, I'm, I'm glad you started doing it then but like going out waking up the next morning going to get breakfast like whatever with whichever friend you went out with Uh and like doing it again Again. it's so much fun like everybody has to I feel like needs to have that experience um but I'm curious about like maintaining relationships whether it's like platonic friendships or romantic because I don't know if like I don't and how do I say this? <laughs> it's tough to like build a relationship with someone who works in nightlife. One, because your schedule is so crazy. Two, I think there can be some like jealousy issues yeah. that come into play, but also maintaining friendships because there's so many different personalities. So I have two questions for you. 
how do you maintain those relationships? But also, how do you make sure that you're maintaining a good relationship with yourself in order to build those relationships? So are we talking maintaining relationships with other people in the industry or outside of the industry? Can we do both? Yeah. Let's do both. So outside of the industry, you just have to have people who understand Mm -hmm. your schedule and understand what you do Mm -hmm. because you're not going to be available at nights. Like your schedule is going to be very opposite from everyone else. Most people work Monday through Friday and then they want to go out on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Whereas me now I'm off during the week Mm -hmm. and I have to work all weekend. So there's situations where my friends invite me places and they know, they know I can't go. That's some invite people to be like, I know you can't come. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends that will intentionally come to my job because they know that's how they can include me in the things that they want to do. So you just have to have people that really understand what you do and respect it. Mm. Some, a lot of people aren't going to respect that and some people aren't going to understand it. And that's okay, but that'll weed out, you know, the good from the bad. I don't want to say the good from the bad, but the people who, you know, yeah. are understanding and, and who aren't. Um, now, when it comes to other people who are in the industry, it's challenging depending on what you do. When I was a bottle girl, I had all the friends in the world. Yeah. Um, but then it's like once you start to move up, everybody doesn't want to see you win. And that really, really shows you like once you start getting more opportunities than the next person, people's true colors start showing and you see like, oh, like I thought this was my friend, but now you're not talking to me because I'm a manager. Mm. So it just it, it, it really like weeds out that's what I'll say it weeds out the good from the bad and shows you like okay you're really not my friend because if you were my friend you would want to see me win you would be happy that I'm I'm moving up and getting these opportunities but in reality you're mad because it's not you Mm. so which um, is weird you would think people would be like celebrating you so they could I mean not to be like an opportunist but also like the company you keep speaks a lot about who you are so I'd be like girl you a manager Let's figure out, too, like, where can I go? Yeah, that's so weird. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, I lost a lot of friends when I got promoted, like, a lot, mm. a lot, it's like, industry-wise. Yeah. But I also built a lot Okay. once I got promoted because people respect you differently, obviously, once you get into a new position. Um, but I'd say the people that I worked with on the same level, I'm not friends with anymore. So. Yeah, it's very weird. It was really eye-opening and it was really sad. Yeah. Like, dang, like I thought these people would be happy for me and mm. they weren't. But that's okay. Yeah. Because it it helped me build new relationships with people who were happy for mm. me and really respected the growth that I've had in the industry. Yeah. That makes me kind of rethink my statement about like you can't have friends if you're going out all the time. Because I think that type of energy is seen in all different industries like even corporate like you start doing better people are like oh she thinks she better than Uh, everybody you know like oh she thinks she can tell me what to do now yeah yeah it's the same thing that's so okay well y'all are weird just saying (laughs) um but no and I also like that you said like because I know for me like when I come out here I know I'm going to come to see you at work Mm because that's the time that we get to spend together and when I lived here, we used to do like other things, like yeah. go bowling or like go yeah. eat, like during the like week. That. Yeah, during yeah, the week when I didn't have to work. Unless it was like a Wednesday and after dinner, I will come to your club. Like right. I'm gonna spend time with my friend. Yeah. yeah. Um. This is a controversial. I have so many questions, so I'm trying to like break <laughs> it down in my head. There has been like a lot of talk about uh the paperback test. Uh, do you know what that is? No. Okay, so. As a manager, like when you 
are hiring bottle girls. There's this idea that you have to be a certain skin tone, okay. have a certain look. I think the look is important mm-hmm. because you're working with clients, but what can you say about women that might be darker skinned mm-hmm. or they don't pass the paperback test? Is that something that you see often? Is it real? Um, I do think it's real, mm-hmm. Dep- especially depending on where you're located. Mm. Um, like other cities, other states, for example, that are really, really popular, um, have a lot of celebrities coming in and out. You, you, you do see a predominantly, like a certain look, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, I'd say here, there, there are people who say that some people do do that. Yeah. Like there's certain groups and clubs that are known for that out here. Um, thankfully, as far as I know, we're not known for that. But, yeah. Um, Y'all have a good, like... Mix. Mix. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something that I really pride ourselves on. We don't discriminate in any way. Um, I'm looking for people who know what they're doing, yeah. quite frankly. Like, obviously, there's a look that you have to maintain. Like, 50% of your job is is your look. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're what is selling the products. Yeah. So you do have to look a certain way. However, skin tone is not a part of a look. A skin tone is something that's attached to you. Not has nothing to do with your makeup or your hairstyles or how you dress. So that's not something that I consider at all when someone's reaching out for a job. Um, I'm more so looking at like your experience and seeing if you know what you're doing. That's the number one thing that I look at. As soon as people DM me and ask me for a job, my first question is what kind of experience do you have? Mm -hmm. That's literally my first question. And people can attest to that because if you don't have experience, unfortunately, this isn't the place where you can come with no experience. If you have no experience, you have to start low and build, like, building your resume. You okay. can't just start in corporate. Yeah. You have to start lower and build that customer service experience mm-hmm. or whatever and then get to the level that you want to be on. You, yeah. can't, you can't work at one of the biggest places in the city with no experience. So when you say, so say, like, you work in a customer service role, does it have to be bartending? Does it have to be in that area? Or could, like, what type of experience would you look for? Um. Primarily, I'm looking for serving experience. Okay. I need somebody who's good with customers and that knows how to manage a lot of tables and high value. Gotcha. Because, okay. like I said, we're one of the most popular establishments in the city right now. So you're going to have days where I unfortunately need you to manage mm-hmm. four or five tables mm. um, without messing up. I don't have time for you running the wrong card on somebody else's tab, sending somebody the wrong bottles, mm-hmm. not servicing a table for over an hour. Mm. Like, you have to be able to manage a lot at one time and typically people with serving experience are really really good with that okay but you do get a lot of people who are like oh <laughs> what um, is this i, I work at ulta yeah. I'm like girl you're so cute i worked at ulta too and that is not <laughs> bottle service let me tell you it's completely <laughs> different <laughs> you said you're so cute and also managing like because me i'm that girl that as soon as i start drinking and somebody bumps me in the club everybody's like come on let's go home because i'm like you can't say excuse me you know (laughs) like so even being in that environment of like having to manage like all the people around and like that's a lot like i can't imagine like dealing with certain things that men do or like you have to really i feel like hold yourself in a certain standard and like a certain way and even though when i first met you i thought like damn this bitch is mean i i didn't mean to call you bitch but you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i respected you like off top and so how did you develop that i guess energy about yourself you're not an easy person to get to know victoria <laughs> like at all i know but you're the most loving person i think i've ever met mm-hmm. yeah 
it's like once you get past that that wall Mm -hmm. then it's like then you get that next side of me but I've just been through a lot in my life I've had people do some very malicious things to me that you know of Mm -hmm. and unfortunately that has really made me put a wall up with people and it's not that I'm being mean it's that I don't know you Mm -hmm. and I don't want to know you and I don't trust you and until you give me a reason to trust you I'm probably not going to talk to you yeah and unfortunately, people have really messed me up in the head. And I know you're going to be like, go to therapy. I have. <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Yes. That's just who I am as a person. That's mm-hmm. just what I have found is the best uh, way for me to build relationships with people. It's for me to go kind of, I wouldn't say like trial and error, but it's like, you have to give me a reason to trust you mm-hmm. before I even want to like consider being your friend. Valid. Um, I can be social with people. I'm a lot more social with people now. Like, I'm not as raw anymore. <laughs> um, I think it's just because of like my job. I, I have to be more social with people now. But as far as like opening up to people and being friendly and being social, and that does take me some time. But once like I get to know you a little bit more and maybe be around you a couple of times and I can see like your intentions are genuine, you're an authentic person. Okay, then I'll start yeah. opening up a little bit more. But unfortunately, it's just been my some past traumas that have made me valid have that shell like that yeah i think it's good though you gotta protect yourself because it's so easy to be like oh i hung out with this girl that's my friend like girl we cool you're not friends right but it i think um one it makes people respect you more and two like if you are someone that is secure within themselves you're not gonna look at you and be like oh well then i'll just never talk to her again like you'll give it that opportunity um and I wanted you on my podcast because I don't think people realize like how you're very like spiritual, mm-hmm. grounded. You have a lot of depth to you. Like after you break down the wall of just she works in nightlife, she's very beautiful. She's like there is a lot to you. And I want to kind of know like where that comes from and how do you maintain like your spiritual guidance? Um, honestly, that comes from my mental health. Mm -hmm. Like once my mental health and my depression got really bad a couple of years ago, um, I just kind of like changed up my values Mm -hmm. and I, I figured out what worked best for me and how I can stay sane. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just found stuff that works for me and, um, I just lost my train of it's thought. It's okay. What, what was your second part of your question? You're fine. I was sitting here thinking about eight different questions, so I forgot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. How do you maintain it? Oh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Your, especially in the environment that you work in. Yeah. Right. Um, it, honestly, it takes a lot of self-awareness and self-evaluation mm. because working in the nightlife, you, you do forget about your mental health a lot because everything is so go, 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 go. Yeah. You don't realize that your mental health is lacking until you finally get a moment to rest. Mm. So like, for example, before we were open, we were doing like pop-ups on Monday. We were open Wednesday. We were open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day. I have to do payroll on Mondays. So, and then Tuesdays I have to like catch up on my house all day Mm -hmm. from all the madness from up throughout the weekend. Thursday, we typically had outings. Mm. So it was very rare that I got a day to actually sit down and, and, self-evaluate yeah um but once you do get that opportunity like whenever you do get maybe a day to sit down and just rest you're like 
I need to get myself together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when you really realize, like, and it's little things like you notice your habits aren't the same. You didn't get up. You didn't make your bed. You haven't cooked yourself breakfast in weeks. Like, things that you do when your mental health is on track, you have to notice. You have to notice small things like that whenever you do get the chance and whenever you do get a break from work. And that's why I was saying you have to be very self-aware because you have to notice things that are wrong with yourself that other people wouldn't notice. Yeah. Because other people just see you go, go, go. They just see you work all the time. Oh my God, you work so hard. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I do. Like, I love this <laughs> but right I'm now. I'm losing my fucking mind. But my house yeah. is a mess. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just little things like that. You have to be able to identify and realize like, okay, like I need to take some time to myself and really like, get myself together because I'm lacking in areas. And like I said, it's just little stuff like identifying that your house is a mess Mm -hmm. and you didn't make your bed and you haven't cooked yourself dinner and you haven't cleaned your car in two months. And you know, like little stuff like that. And you're like, my mental health is not good. So that's kind of how like I maintain it is just really that self-awareness, self-evaluation and being able to identify when something is wrong so that I can really take the break that I need. Right to like come back down and, and, and get more grounded with myself. Mm. I like that. Cause I find if I start going out a lot more, it's almost to bandaid or avoid my mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yep. And there's never really been a good balance for me. Like I'm either out all the time or I'm like a shell yep. and like not doing anything. Right. So I think it's just crazy how awareness is on all aspects of life. Yeah. And I think, um, there's kind of like an idea that I want to put this the right way. You like, okay. If someone were to go to your social media, right. They would think that life is perfect. Mm -hmm. But even you saying like your depression got bad. How do you feel about that idea? Like, how do you, what would you say to somebody like, okay, I know there's this saying of like, Oh, what you see on Instagram, isn't real. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's real that you feel good about yourself. <laughs> but how do you stay authentic in knowing that like, okay, I'm not in a good place, but I still have to show up. I still have to yeah. be good to my clients. I still have to look good. I still have to take care of stuff. Like where's the balance in that? And how do you authentically talk about it? So people know that someone like you who looks like everything is great, still goes through stuff. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm really transparent on Instagram. Like I've talked about my mental health journey a lot on Instagram and people really appreciate that because Somebody who doesn't know me would go to my Instagram and be like, oh, this girl has it figured Mm -hmm. out, you know, like, but if you follow me and you watch my story, you'd see that I'm very transparent and I talk about when I'm not okay and I talk about how I get over that and how I become okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is hard to balance the two because I do have a staff of over 70 people that I have to maintain this. 70? Yeah, we have over 70 people. So when I come to work, I have to look like everything's okay Mm. because I have to be okay for them. Like that's what I signed up for when I accepted this position. Mm -hmm. So I know that I have to be okay, but I do get moments where I can kind of like let my shoulders down a little bit. Like when I'm in the back and Mm. I'm just checking on my girls, I can calm down a little bit Mm -hmm. and I, I don't have to be customer facing. I can just sit down for a second and be myself. And people do typically like notice that something's wrong. They'll come up to me and be like, is everything okay? Yeah. Like, this isn't you. Like, mm. usually you're go, 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 go. So when they see me rest for a second, they're like, okay, we know something's yeah. up with Victoria. Um, but typically people know that I just, I have a look that I have to maintain at work and professionalism that I have to keep up with. 
So if they do notice that my energy is a little bit off, typically I'll get like multiple text messages mm. when I leave work and they'll be like, Hey, like I noticed you're not all the way there. Like, let me know if you need anything, yeah. but I try not to show that at work because just like any other job, like mm -hmm. you can't come to work and show your emotions on your shoulder. Mm. Um, you have a job to do. Yeah. So it, it is, it is kind of challenging, but that's what you have friends for. Yeah. Like that's what I have you for. And, and you have partners and animals for mm -hmm. so that you can, vent when you get home mm -hmm. like you just have to be able to separate the two like i said just like any other job like yeah. you can't just go to work even your corporate job you can't go to work and just vent to everybody on the floor about what's really going on with your mental health like you have a yeah. job to do yeah. but once you leave that's what you have your mom for yeah. and you know your friends for to to really talk to about yeah. it and i feel like for me in corporate my coworkers are not my friends like i yeah. don't i'm here to get my money and right. go do not talk to me right <laughs> but i i think that's good cuz um sometimes it I feel like escapism is real mm -hmm. and I wonder like when I was frequenting the bottle of tequila all the time my hobbies and other things kind of fell fell to the side yeah and you do have a lot of hobbies right like you're like really you have plants you love reading you love music like cooking, cooking mm -hmm. all of these things um do you think that is there anything outside of what you're doing now that you wish you could invest more of your time in? Yeah, I really want to learn how to play the piano. Really? I, I have a piano. I don't know where y'all put it. Oh, oh is it in that box? Yeah, girl, I've had what? that for a year. Victoria. And I told myself in 2023 I was going to learn how to play the piano, and then I got so busy, and I haven't taken it out of the box. I did not know that. Yeah. YouTube University, girl, you got to learn. I know, right? Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. I really want to learn. I really do. That's something that I, I said I'm really going to put my mind to okay. in 2024 i promise by the end of 2024 I, there's a certain song i want to know how to play what song is it interstellar who's that by i don't know <laughs> apparently it's like a movie it's is a it movie bohemian rhapsody interstellar? no no right oh, it's I, a I movie it, yeah but there's like a song that it's known for oh. i think um. that is it I follow this guy on TikTok who like plays the piano so good. Yeah. And the first time I heard him play that, I was like crying. I was like, I'm going to learn how to do that so oh I can make people cry. I've never, I'm going to hold you to it. Like I will call you and be like 10 minutes a day. I'm taking piano. I'm going to like take piano. Okay, my my really. grandpa takes piano lessons. Really? Yeah. So I'm like going to be dedicated in 2024. I never knew this about you. I know. That makes me so excited. <laughs> well, you said yes, mom. You got to learn how to play piano. Um, no, I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely hold you to it. Uh, I just drew a blank. Give me a second. I was thinking about Interstellar. I'm trying to think of what movie that is. Um, I've never, I've honestly never seen a movie. You've never seen it? No. And you like, like, sci-fi stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is it like sci-fi? Is it like it's a like, space movie? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm going to watch that tonight. Oh, so. Oh, yeah, I've good, seen man. like the trailers, but I've never watched it. I just know the song. Say less. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, did you go to your piano lesson today? Absolutely. Catch me at the end of 2024. 2024. I got you. What about you? You were like super passionate and really proud of the work that you did in corporate yeah. America. And you were working. I don't know. It was like when I met you. You were at said job that we will not name for mm -hmm. like two or three years. Mm -hmm. And it was a really big surprise to me when you decided not to go back into corporate America. Once you became a manager. Yeah, it was it was surprising for me, too. But um, life had other plans. Yeah, I was there for six years. Six years? Mm -hmm. Six years. And they treated me like boo boo. 
They treat everybody like boo-boo. Everyone. But especially someone for six years is crazy. You think, right? That, that yeah. 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 I mean, I get it because when I got promoted my job was way more demanding mm. so i didn't have extra time like you know we had all those um what do you call it? they like based like they they judge you they rate you based on all these different categories mm. and because i didn't hang out with them outside yeah. of work and i didn't dedicate all of my the little five minutes of free time that i had mm. i didn't dedicate to the company so i don't know i think they just stopped liking me um i actually got fired yeah for att- like for attendance for attendance? Yeah, but... Do you know gosh. they gave me a strike my, like, third week of being there because I needed to go to the doctor. I go every month to get my ADHD medicine. And I put in a, a, a request two weeks prior to say, like, I need to go to the doctor, and they denied it. So I went anyway. And right. they gave me a strike. I'm going to... Like, what are you talking about? So, F them. <laughs> yes. That. 100% F them. But I'm curious about, like, one, I think you brought up a good point because, like, the job that I just stopped working at because I got a new job doing this podcast they were like I felt like trying to sabotage me like that sounds like oh my god I think I'm so like perfect or like such a big person but it felt like they knew what I was doing and I didn't have as much time to give them like Mm -hmm. I refused to work until seven my manager would call me on a Sunday morning at six in the morning and like blow me up and I was like I can't focus like that so do you have plans to ever go back into corporate America? And if somebody is kind of like us, like has side hustles and is trying to like build our money up, how would you tell them to manage corporate expectations and other things? Um, I ask you a bunch of questions in one. I don't plan on going back to corporate anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, being out of corporate now shows me how that was literally the worst time of my entire life it was mm-hmm. cool at first you know because that was my first big girl job mm-hmm. but like being there for so long and feeling so undervalued it just really shows you that you're nothing but a number in corporate and they will literally replace you quicker than they found you mm-hmm. so that kind of treatment really makes you never want to dedicate your time to a place like that ever again totally um but for somebody who does want to manage both um, it's definitely possible. You just have to be so motivated. Mm. Like you, your, your, your goals have to be like, yeah. At the top. You, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you have to be so driven that you are willing to do anything to reach your goals. Mm. And that will really make you deal with whatever it is. If you find a really good paying corporate job, You'll go. Yeah. You're going to go. Yeah. But you're not, you're still going to do that side hustle too. Like, yeah. you're going to be tired. You're probably going to hate that corporate job. But if you're motivated enough, you're going to do it. So, how do you stay in your agency and manage the expectations of a manager or a boss that is like, oh, well, you're not giving us as much time anymore? It's, I'm still getting the job done, but you're not getting like the morale and like the maybe as much enthusiasm. Right. But how do you say, like, okay, but this is what I've got to do. Cause like my own manager, I told him like straight up, y'all don't pay me enough. Do you see this economy? Like I got to do other shit to be able to take care of myself. And for them, it's like you're vacationing three weeks out of the month and make this much money, but you expect me to give all of my focus to you. Right. And bitch, I can barely afford my groceries. So it's like, yeah, barely sleeping over here. Yeah. Like a bitch is sad. So (laughs) how do you tell someone to like, manage that expectation and also understand that wanting more is not a bad thing and you you deserve it 
I think if you are going to go the corporate route mm-hmm. or try to manage corporate and another side hustle, I think that you do have to have the expectation that they're going to want a lot of your free time. Mm-hmm. Um, because once they see that you're using your free time and dedicating it to someone else or something else, they are going to get their panties in a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it, it, it depends on the place that you work. Mm-hmm. Not all places are like that. So, but I'm just speaking on, you know, where we worked at. Mm-hmm. They hated to see you living your life. <laughs> um, but um, if you are, I, I think just try to find a place that is understanding and, and really values work-life balance mm-hmm. um, because a lot of corporate places don't care about your personal life. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're lucky enough to find a place that does, then, then you really should value it because mm-hmm. a lot of places don't, you know, they, they could care less. Um, is there fear in like, people knowing like okay this might be an issue maybe i should wait to do the side hustle or is it like if it's not working for you quit and go find another corporate job that might work for you yeah i mean i would be open and communicate that i know when i started my corporate job well i guess i I worked corporate first Mm -hmm. and then i got hired doing my side hustle Mm -hmm. years ago I told them, mm. I was like, on the weekends, I do this. So don't ask me to do anything on the weekend because I will not do it. Yeah. I have money to make on the weekend. And they were like, okay, perfect. We're not going to ask you to come in on the weekend unless you want, you know, overtime or mm. whatever. Um, but I'd say if you, you do get a vibe to where they're not understanding and don't respect what you do, mm. um, I would go Yeah, because that's a red flag. Yeah. Don't even waste your time and dedicate all this time to training for this new job. <laughs> if they're not gonna respect yeah you know your personal time and what you like to do outside of work mm-hmm. it's not worth it like i, I my resume is long y'all quit that job that is like <laughs> your resume <laughs> is long because <laughs> i got a new job every three weeks <laughs> no nah, but my new job that's not real i i i have stayed at jobs for years but yeah um uh and that kind of leads me into fuck excuse me how could that this is a good question was it the shot no this is just my brain. I'm not that that lit yet. Oh, okay. There we go. Sorry. ADHD brain. Okay. <laughs> um, so one thing that like I really kind of see in your future, and I've kind of talked to you about this, and I want to know your thoughts on it, but I think as a grounded, as grounded as you are, and like I come to you for advice and talk to you a lot about we both like live very different lives. Mm-hmm but I feel like we're easily connected and you have really good perspective and perception. And I think being a bottle girl or being someone that works in nightlife, that's really important. And it's not something that a lot of these establishments provide, which is like mental health and ways to take care of yourself. So something that I've always wanted you to do is like be like a mentor or like kind of like a Jocelyn's cabaret, but Mm -hmm. like not, toxic you know what I mean like you got these girls that you like bring in and you're like we can make money we can do great things but I'm gonna make sure you prioritize yourself and take care of yourself is that something that you want to do or are you already practicing doing that um I mean I could see myself doing that in the future Mm -hmm. when I have maybe a bigger team right now my team is kind of small as far as like the girls that I have I only have seven right now Mm -hmm. so I mean as time goes on I do want to do more I want to manage more places Mm -hmm. and bigger establishments in the future hopefully we open up more um to where i'll have a more solid foundation and i feel like i can take off doing something like that that's Mm -hmm. something i would really be interested in because i have so much experience and 
I've been through all these highs and lows that a lot of these girls haven't been through yet because they're mm-hmm. still in those young stages. They're still 21 and they haven't <laughs> experienced all the stuff that Ooh, I have yet. Life is very different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I, I do think over time and especially as I get older and I just keep learning and now that I'm managing a whole place by myself, I'm just gaining more and more knowledge mm-hmm. that I do feel could be very beneficial to people who like I could have used someone like that when I was in their position. Mm. So I, I think as time goes on, that is something that I would be really interested in. It's just got to be the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I think you would be great for it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I want to know, we're going to get into a little bit of tea. Ooh. Without you telling on yourself, but like telling yeah. the tea. What is like the craziest experience you've had in nightlife to this day? I have literally been thinking about this question since you sent me the Okay, outline. okay, cool, cool. Because <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I have, I could sit here for an hour and tell you stories yeah. about things that have happened. I've been a part of a few of them, and I'm, that's why I'm like, girl. <laughs> I don't know. There's just so, especially now that I'm a manager, mm. I deal with so much more hands-on, like, now I deal with some crazy stuff. Mm. Back then, it was just, like, when I was a bottle girl, it's, like, little catty stuff. Mm-hmm. People not paying their tab, their cards declining, girls trying to fight you That's for so talking to their man. Why like, would somebody get a table and they can't afford it? Well, I don't even know if it's that they can't afford it, but a lot of people's bank will decline oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then they're just, like, stuck in this pickle where yeah. they're, like... You got to wait to like get that confirmation text. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they don't get the text and their bank is closed on the weekend. So it's yeah. just a mess. But now that the customers in our establishment are my responsibility, mm-hmm. I'm dealing with like the crazy stuff that I never saw as a bottle mm-hmm. girl. Like some stuff like I literally cannot even talk about. Really? But I don't, I don't know what the craziest one would be. There's just something new every single time I go to work. Mm. There is something new. How do you not lose your shit? That's a good question. How do yeah. you lay low so you don't? I have actually a few more, but so you don't lose your shit. You, you have to me, be but. able. You really have to be able to separate the two. You you really do. Like when you're at work, you have to know mentally this is just work. Mm. Um, it is a lot dealing with so many different personalities from your staff to the customers Mm -hmm. it is a lot but that's why it's so important to really decompress when you get home and like turn your phone off and take time for yourself because dealing with all those personalities really can be overwhelming and can kind of stick to you Mm. so it's really important when you're off work or whenever you do have free time to do things that are completely not work related Mm. because otherwise you will really drive yourself insane absolutely one thing that I want to bring up that you called me about recently, um, I don't know if you're comfortable with talking about this, so I can cut it out mm-hmm. if I need to, but um, kind of dealing with people not being very kind to you, a little bit of, I don't want to say jealousy, but that's clearly what it is um, from my perspective, mm-hmm. and just trying to find like your tribe, but also dealing with individuals who just don't like you. Like, I remember you said, like, I just don't understand why people don't like me mm-hmm. when I've not done anything. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're at a better place with that now? And how do you handle that? I do feel like I'm more accepting of it. I know I have a very strong personality mm-hmm. and everybody is not going to like that. And I, I'm at a place now where I'm like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I probably would not like me. Like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, I like people like you who are yeah. nice because I'm so bold and mm. I'm so standoffish and I'm so blunt. 
I naturally gravitate towards people who are the opposite of me. Mm. I feel like op- that's why opposites attract. So people who are very nice and mm. welcoming and outgoing like yourself kind of need the friend that's you, not so much like that. You were like, if I got Victoria with me, I know I'm good. Yeah. Like, you like, make me want to be more like you. But yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why, like, that's why I was saying opposites attract because mm-hmm. we just go together, like, very well. So, um... I just blanked. It's what okay. was the original question? So I don't just, start veering off. It's okay. No, just dealing with like, I think a oh, lot people, of, you said people not liking. Yeah. Just wanting to feel accepted, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, understanding yeah. that you might not be. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but at, it's harder at work. I'd say for people to like you because you're a manager. So you don't know if people are just being kind to you because you're their boss Mm -hmm. or because they genuinely do like you. So as time goes on, as, as you start to build a better relationship with your staff and employees and people at work that like time really will review that reveal that whether Mm -hmm. it's like somebody like this person really actually likes me and we have a very good connection or this person just, you know, messes with me at work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's like something that that I called you about that like time really reveals that in situations We'll review that. Um, it's okay. Why do I keep doing that? I keep doing it's it It's because too. I'm trying to, like, your questions are, like, two parts. And so then I That's my the fault. second part. And I need to and stop like, doing this shit. Part? I've been watching Diane Sawyer, and she's so good about not doing it. And I can't, so, but oh, I just. What was the second part? I don't even remember the second part at this point. Girl. I think it was really important. Oh, like, yeah, just wanting to be accepted i guess by so many people um fuck but not even yeah, just yeah, yeah, in yeah, work no, you're right you're right i got it okay uh, <laughs> um it's like when i call you and we're like girl so this happened and then i'll be like oh my god a squirrel and they'll be like yes yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um as far as wanting to be accepted i don't really care anymore mm. um especially like i know that i do my job very well so if if we're not getting along, it's because you're not doing your job. Mm. Or it's because you don't like the way I do my job. Like, customer-wise, like, we have a lot of reoccurring people that come in, and I have a huge clientele base now, and a lot of people respect what I do, and there's mm. certain people that don't like what I do because I don't tell them yes to everything. Mm. And that's okay. Like, that's why I'm okay, like, with not being accepted. I know that I'm a very kind person, and I know that I do my job very well, so... If we're not seeing eye to eye, it's probably because I told you no to something or you didn't like my answer to something. And that is okay. Yeah. Like, we don't have to be friends. But I know that at the end of it, I all I did was my job and I am okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that like you are the, you are really nice. You are the best gift giver I've ever met. <laughs> you, first of all. For was it my birthday that you? Yeah, it was your birthday. I feel so bad because I'm really shitty at gifts. Like I'm not a (laughs) gift giver. I will talk to you all day and tell you I love you, but when it comes to gifts, here's a gift card, girl. Go get what you want. (laughs) But you, yeah, you got me that plaque, and then Max ate up the snake that you got me for Harry Potter. But I can put it back. That's okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, (laughs) but no, just like thoughtful and kind in that way. And I think outside of your work, I wanted to point that out that like, you're still a real person and you're a kind person and a caring person. And I just wonder, like, I like to ask people this question, but if in the next five years or the next year, like, what do you hope to embody and who do you want to be? That's not in, maybe not in like terms of just work, but just Mm -hmm. yourself as a person. Mm -hmm. Cause I fear that like in nightlife, 
it's an escape. It's a form of escapism. It's a form of being able to enjoy life and like let your hair down and have a good time. But I really want to see more like I think the world is shifting collectively mm-hmm. to a mindset of like taking care of yourself and and being kind to yourself. Yeah. So yeah, just like outside of work, like who do you want to? Um, I was just talking to somebody about this. I want to get back to like who I was maybe like a year ago mm. where I was like so focused on me and my mental health and just improving areas in my life that I saw were lacking. Mm. Um, I was very, very good at separating work and like managing my mental health and prioritizing that I was going outside every day taking movie to the park we're sitting there watching the sky reading books Mm -hmm. like just little stuff like that I really want to get more connected with myself it is hard right now just because of the growth that we're we have at work Mm -hmm. and how demanding it has been Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of hard to prioritize me because I have to prioritize everything else around me and I have so much to manage and so many people that I have to worry about um especially around the holidays Mm -hmm. I have to worry about Christmas and New Year's and we're doing two venues for New Year's Mm -hmm. and so much staff and it's just it's really a lot right now but like once it slows down I really want to learn to play the piano Mm -hmm. and just take time to worry about Victoria again Mm -hmm. and get back to like who I was and get back to reading books and going outside and just doing things that mm. I like for me. I want to tell you, though, I don't think I do love who you were last year, but I think you should be proud of who you are now. Because oh, yeah. I think your perspective, even like when we do talk, I'm like, oh, she's grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Like even in the last five or six months, like the stuff that I don't even know what we used to get into, but just hearing like, yes. girl, messy, <laughs> It was fun though. Like it was we were, like we were it wasn't long. drama, but it was like we had fun, but yeah. it would be some stuff. But even the way that you tell me, like, okay, I'm thinking about doing this, but I want to make sure this is the right decision yeah. before I do it. Or like, is this gonna benefit me for my future? Um, and I think my podcast is a lot about like just kind of going with the ebb and flow of life and just allowing things to be what it is. So do you think that this is a sustainable career for you or do you have and if you don't have an idea of what you want to do that's cool too I support it but yeah um I definitely I'm comfortable with what I'm doing now mm-hmm. and I know that I'm I'm good at it like Why I have the personality I know and you can be bitch you can be a bad bitch in LA doing it we'll talk about that another time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I just have built my portfolio here, my platform here, mm-hmm. my clientele here. Like, I know everybody here. So it's just what I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. and what I'm good at. And people really respect what I do here. So I can see myself doing it for a long time. Like I said earlier, hopefully we open up more establishments mm-hmm. so that I can expand, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm at. Um, and then maybe in other states, that would be fun. It's just the fear of like, almost rebranding and starting over Mm. because I've been here for eight years Mm. and like it's literally taken eight years (laughs) to like get where I'm at so the idea of starting over in something completely new somewhere completely new does kind of scare me a little bit yeah but it's also a little exciting Mm. so maybe in the next couple of years I love that yeah yeah we'll come to LA baybee girl i don't know i'll be the la has shoot me up girl i don't know we'll see but no i would i would love that and i have two more questions for you okay so number one 
do okay we talked a little bit about maintaining relationships within your industry and also like how to be in a healthy we didn't really get too much into like how to be in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. but why do men always think like bottle girls are like dodo brains like all you can do is like throw money at them throw a trip at them and how do women start saying like look i'm more than this i mm-hmm. deserve more than this like how do we break that stigma? Because it pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> it is frustrating that people do think that about bottle girls. But to be very honest, like some bottle girls are, oh. <laughs> are like I said earlier, some of them are just, you're in it just looking for an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So when you do meet somebody who's throwing a trip at you, throwing mm-hmm. some extra money at you, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like bait for a fish. Yeah. Some fish are in a sea because they're just looking for bait. And yeah. they probably know they're going to die from eating that bait. But it's like they're hungry. Yeah. So you it's like this, it's the same thing. It's some people, mm-hmm. though, in some places. So not everywhere, though. But yeah. I, I do hate that men have that idea about all bottle girls because they're not all like that. And I, I would say... The way that you break that is saying no. Mm. You know, they will offer you money or trips or whatever so that you can come home with them Mm. or don't go into work. I'll give you this. You have to stand to your own morals. And if that's not what you're in it for, you simply have to say no. And a lot of times they will respect that. Mm. They'll be like, okay, like you're not one of them, basically. Mm. Like, I know that I can't. That's not going to work on you. Right. So and that you shouldn't feel bad, I think, if they say, excuse me, if they are like, Oh, you're not one of them. I'm gonna move on to the next you're one. There's right. nothing wrong with you you're if right. you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you should have pride in that. Like, yeah, they're gonna be butthurt because they have egos. Like mm-hmm. men are gonna be mad that you don't wanna come with them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, do you know who I am? Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I still don't wanna go. Yeah. Um, but you should really pride yourself in knowing that you said no and that you stuck to like what you believe in mm-hmm. and that you didn't just Throwing yourself go for it yeah exactly and also there's like this big conversation recently about women who don't get approached in clubs and Mm -hmm. don't get talked to a lot sometimes it is because you might just not be that one but sometimes it's also men can feel certain energy like what you're sorry like what you're willing to give and what you're not willing to give and Mm -hmm. like sometimes it's just you are not meant for that type of person and it's okay to like you said take pride in and being a little different yeah there's nothing wrong with that especially in that industry Mm. that's that's good that's something that you should be proud of yeah yeah knowing that you're there to work exactly and make your money but if you can get a bag and you're okay with getting a bag get get the bag yeah (laughs) i'm not mad at you babe. yeah yeah (laughs) well my last question for you is like um with your job kind of being about escaping the world um i think it's also important to tap into it I personally try not to focus too much on what's going on in the world because I think it's a little depressing. Mm-hmm. But I think without being aware, then we are not aware of ourselves and just all of that. So based off of like what we've talked about today and like what's going on in your life and what's going on in the world, what is something that has been on your mind recently that maybe I didn't ask you about or you would want to kind of bring up? Maybe if you have, if you have advice for people, mm. anything like that. You take your time. There's been a lot on my mind lately, man. Yeah. A lot. I do have advice for people, too. Like, yeah. you mean advice for people, like, on how to get into the industry? Because mm, no. I can answer that second. Yeah, we kind of talk, talked about that. But I, okay. I mean more, like, just in correlation with, like, we talked about mental health. We mm-hmm. talked about the industry you're in. Mm-hmm. We talked about what's going on in the world. 
and understanding that like escapism is okay but also like just like it kind of what's on your mind lately i don't know that was such a bad oh i want to start over i don't i'm not i'm not going to oh you don't want to (laughs) i want to go home (laughs) i feel overwhelmed (laughs) but no like I want to kind of, because I, I think what you do for work is a part of you, Victoria, but mm-hmm. like, you're so smart and you're so aware. And it's yeah. like, we could talk about that, but there's also so much going on. And if you're in an industry of where people go to escape, yeah, how do you yeah, stay yeah, grounded right. and like, yeah, what's going Yeah. Honestly, what's been on my mind a lot lately is what's going on over in um, Palestine. Yes. Mm. Like, I want to help people. That's one thing I really love doing is helping mm. people. And it's like breaking my heart mm. seeing that. Sometimes I'm at work, like literally sometimes I will be like dozing off at work. <laughs> I'm just like staring and I'm like, what are we people doing? are dying. Yeah. And y'all are in here drinking mm-hmm. liquor. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I really just like look around like, what is this? Why am I not there? Like, mm-hmm. why am I not helping? Like. there's nothing i really can do like truly i can't do much but like i want to right i wish there was something i could do like i wish a huge group of people could just go out there because i would go i would drop what i'm doing and i would go one thousand percent yeah that's really been on my mind lately like and work does kind of help me stop thinking about it because it makes me really sad it's depressing yes especially if you follow the people What's that are like on the, Instagram. What is that guy's name? Sean King. Dude, Sean King. And have you seen that men, men's war guy yeah. who's on the front lines? Like, who's out bit? there? Yes. Girl, I'm like, this is crazy. Is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, how, mm. girl, how are even some of these images getting on the internet? And they're, because they're really traumatizing me. It's very traumatizing. Yes. But it's like, there's a privilege in us being traumatized from over here. Right, because they're having to see it firsthand firsthand so like i do i appreciate it because yeah it's like dang like this is real like it's this real really life. shows you that's why i hate the comments who are like stop posting this like no we need to see it people are really living this mm-hmm. and you're mad that he's posting unfollow him like okay, 10 minutes something. yeah um but yeah so I, work unfortunately is like an escape because mm-hmm. it, it helps me stop thinking about it mm-hmm. because if i'm on social media that's all I'm seeing. And it makes me so sad mm-hmm. that there's literally like a war going on and we're just over here partying. Yeah. Like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do. We're not asking people to be doomsday preppers, but just it is like a weird, like utopian vibe of like, yeah. I find myself in it. Like, even like promoting this podcast sometimes, I'm like, girl, like this is so fucking stupid. Like people are literally <laughs> dying. But it's like, we still have to live life. Right, right, right. right. But, like, at the same time... It's just sad. Yeah. Like, if I had the funds to stop my life and go, you know, stand on the front lines, I would. But I, it's just, like, a weird space of, like, we got to do what we got to do to yeah, live. Like, but also... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm glad that you brought that up. Because yeah. I've been kind of afraid to talk about it. But it's real life. It's and real. Um, I yeah. think we can only es- try to escape from it for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Until there's something we can do about it. Yeah, or let me not say that. But no, I'm glad that you brought that up. And um, I just, I don't know. I really wanted to understand more about like what you do because I think people look at, there's always this like, either you're working on yourself and you're becoming better or you're at the club. And it's like, two can be one in the same. Mm -hmm. You can still work this job, be a boss bitch like you are and like take care of your shit 
and also make sure that you're good mentally and physically and emotionally. And I wish I could find that balance. I'm like a grandma all the time. <laughs> Might pop back out one of these days. You never know. Uh-oh. But I think you're a really good representation of that. And people should. I really I want to see more of you like on the Internet and spreading the good things and preaching the way that you do. Not like preacher, but, you know, like just. Yeah. Putting that. Yeah. Like, putting out the there. word out there. So, like, can you start doing that more? Okay. <laughs> you know, lately, I've been on my, like, lately, I've been, like, not on social media as much. That's valid. Yeah. I hate social media. Clouds your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I love being disconnected. Like, I love it. Sometimes I'm like, dang, hey, you ain't posting nothing for four days. They don't need, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing you every day, but, I mean, I get it. Like, it's like, there's this part of, like, oh, I need to, like, put myself out there and, like, show my face but also it's like you don't want to see all that shit all the time yeah like i'm okay with being off of it Mm -hmm. i'm one of those people that would be so okay if all social media disappeared i do you know what i want (gasps) one day the entire internet shuts down forever i would be so so happy so happy you can just live in the moment Mm -hmm. because we're so worried about what everybody else is doing on the internet showing people what we're doing Mm -hmm. i would be so happy if like, maybe just every phone blew up or something. Yeah. Like, Ooh. It's where we just had to live our own lives. I would love that. That would be great. Even if it's 24 hours. I think if it happened for 24 hours, everybody would be more willing to be like, oh, man, fuck this shit. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. You know when Instagram goes down, people freak, freak out. For five They're minutes. Five. They're texting in the group chat. Is anybody else's Instagram? That is so online? crazy. I'm not on Instagram. And they're like, oh, it's fucking with my money. Five minutes ain't gonna make a difference. Right. God dang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You will be okay. Okay. Well, Victoria, thank you so much. I really am glad people got to know you better. Me too. Thank you for agreeing to do this and letting me bombard you. Thanks for having me. And And Louie. And Louie. Louie. Thanks for having me. You were such a good boy. I love his sweater. Can I show him his sweater? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Louie. He's the best dog ever. What does it say? Let's get Let's lit. Period, Lou. Thank you, Victoria. I know we don't hug a lot and say, like, love you a lot, but I truly do love you. Oh, I love you too, Court. All right, y'all. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.